This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is the weekend. It is Saturday, 5th of August, 2023. And it's time for the Express. You're listening to Double Tap Express. Your weekly roundup of what's happening on Double Tap this week. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. <laughs> Sounded almost like a head-on collision was about to happen between two trains there. <laughs> Goodness me. Uh, hello, <sighs> Sean Priest. Happy weekend. Happy weekend to you, Stephen Scott. There was a whole lot of parpage going on there. I didn't like it. Parpage going on, yes. There was. We will definitely uh, not be doing that again. I was adding additional parpage. Yeah, no, there's no need, Stephen. Less no. is more. Absolutely. Uh, oh, by the way... Breaking news. Breaking news. I don't, don't like that. Have I said that? Don't like it. Well, you don't get I a don't choice like it, in this. I don't like it. I don't get a choice in this. This is, oh, okay. this is beyond us now. I'll make see, one. We've, we've got to the point with this show where yes. it, you know, it used to be you and I sitting yes. in a room saying, oh, that sounds quite good. Let's do that. To other ah. people. Other people are now engaged. Uh-huh. Well, actually, Mr. Yeah. F, I love it. Yeah. Um, are you saying there's a double tap team? There are, team? There are, there, are, there are people I don't even know. Ah, oh, cast of thousands. stick their nose into this show. <laughs> we love you, double tap team. <laughs> Sorry, breaking news. Breaking yes. news, yes. So apparently, uh, we did see this yesterday. We didn't mention this on the show yesterday, so we're a little bit behind on this one, but... And and look, it's a rumor. This is the problem with this. It, it's oh. back. It, I mentioned Apple, and of course, it's Stephen. always rumors. Breaking but, rumor. Breaking rumors. Yes, this is uh, apparently uh, the date we have been told for the next Apple event. Uh, the date is September thirteenth. <gasps> is that on a Friday? Uh, hopefully not. Yes. Usually a Monday or Tuesday when it comes to Apple. But uh, yeah. That is apparently the date and when we will see the new iPhone 15 Pro and new watches. Oh, new watches. Now, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's again, yeah. Wow. I know. Um, I actually <laughs> I just went got to my grab- wife a new one and she, um, and she says, oh, oh, a new one's coming out. I'm like, no, 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 no. The no. one you've got is fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Yes, Sarah just bought a iPhone 14 and I said, you can't buy one now. It's too soon to the next one. Yeah. She said, I don't care. I, you know, what can you do with that? With that sort of attitude, I don't care. I saw someone on Twitter the other day, I think it was a journalist who had talked about, I don't know if it was CNET or one of these magazines, and they had downgraded to an iPhone 11. Oh, well, funny enough. They said, yes. wait for it, they said, don't really missing, not really missing anything out from these other, uh, you know, newer phones. I mean, said it more eloquently than that, but no, I, I think that was perfect, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> stuff and things. Yeah. You can't argue with that, though, right? Because they, there isn't much difference between them. Mm. No, not Is really. There? Because the way the iOS um, operating system updates, I mean, you know, the, the, the take up on the latest version is huge compared to anything else. So it's huge. You're not really missing any features as such. Of course, there is some limitations depending on the the model, but hardly anything. So I'm actually thinking of going back to the iPhone 11 from this 12 mini. Wow. I use the iPhone 11 around the house when the other one is charging because, you know, I need a smartphone in my hand constantly, apparently. And (laughs) I've got to say, I like the bigger size. Is it just a case yeah. you're never happy with what you've got? I think so. Now. I think we all get bored as well. <laughs> I think that's the problem with iPhone, right? In some ways, it is kind of boring. You it know, is. Android people have got so many choices, so many different designs, so many different makes. We've got one or, you know, two, but it's just different sizes of the same thing. Yes. Um, I must admit, I, I when I got the 14 Pro, I had the 13 Mini, sold it, and then bought it again because I yeah, wanted that- the 13 Mini. <laughs> Because Sorry, I wanted a 14 crazy. minute, that's what I wanted. Uh, and uh, I got the 14 Pro because I wanted to have those those Pro features. I, I wanted to test them out and talk about them. But the 13 Mini was the one I actually really liked and I was really enjoying using. Now, I will say this. We, we've had this come up a few times in the show about battery life. And yes. a few people have said, yeah, do you know the battery life on these things? And I'm always saying, yeah, no, the battery's fine. But then, as I think I alluded to last time, 
I'm never really out of the house. So I've never really had that major problem. Mm-hmm. However, last week, or this week, I should say, when I was traveling. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. I, I could barely get through a train journey. Four and a half <laughs> hours I was on that train, and the battery was at 10%. By the time yes. I got to where I was going. And I wasn't really using the phone that much. Well, okay, maybe I was, but not that much. And certainly I wasn't doing anything major, majorly exciting on it. But that's when you notice it, absolutely right. When, when you are away from that wireless charger that's constantly, you know, on the armchair next to you or, or wherever it may be or on the desk, I've got it charging right now in front of me. Um, but as soon as you get out there in the real world, you do notice it, yeah. i got to say, I, I don't know if I'd go a Mini again, even if they did bring one out. Because there is something... What I did notice about looking at uh, my partner's iPhone 14, I love the bigger speakers. The sound difference yes, is... Yes, definitely. Is, is, it, it's marked. You can notice it straight away. This Mini I'm using, um, yes, it fits in the pocket nice and easy, but you know the battery life is more limited. And the sound... It can irritate me after a while because it does sound a little bit tinny. As soon as you go to one of the bigger ones, never mind the Pro, even just the standard, you know, mm. iPhone 14, it sounds so much more full-bodied. I really do like it. Like a nice wine, Stephen. I'm getting a little bit serious here. Oh, you sound enough to wine, I'll tell you that. Oh, well done. Ah, oh, uh, there we are. Back to normal. I, I, will, I will say, I think when it comes to the 15 lineup with USB-C coming along, as is rumoured, but is likely to happen, I think that is going to make it very difficult to make the argument for the Pro for most people. I mean, again, the Pro does bring the LiDAR. I'll be interested to see if they move or bring LiDAR into the regular diet iPhone. I hope so. I really hope so. so. I don't think so. But I don't know. I think that they need something in order to sell the higher end Pros, Pro Max, Pro Plus, whatever it's going to be. There's there's talk of this Pro Ultra version, which is like even bigger or even more powerful, even more capable, almost like an action, not action, but, you know, one that you Action could, man. Action man phone. Action man phone. Iron man phone. <laughs> you know, basically, it could, it could, you could throw it off buildings and it'll be fine. Well, isn't that just going off the, the formula for the Apple Watch, right? Yeah, the Apple absolutely. Watch Ultra. Uh, mm, I don't know. It's a more rugged type phone. I don't, I, is that going to sell? Would people want that? I mean, I think blind people might like that, but well, I don't like that they'd want the, the price to go with it. You throw an OtterBox on a normal phone, isn't that pretty much the same well, thing? Yeah, absolutely. I will say, though, that one thing I will say about the Apple Watch Ultra, so it didn't have a charge at all. In fact, it hasn't been charged since I left on Wednesday, and it's still yeah. going strong. Is that because you don't use it for anything? No, I was using it all the time, actually. I was using oh, it all the time. Don't actually me, young man. I was actually, actually, well, actually went, you. I went to pick up my Apple Watch today <laughs> off the charger for the first time in probably a month yeah and uh it wasn't there i have no idea where it is i've obviously knocked it off at Go some on. point so but i never even noticed so um mm, i don't know what i'm hoping doesn't happen is that they reserve that USB-C port for a pro or a plus i'm hoping that's going to be across the board because i think it's well yeah. it's, there's, there's no think about it. it is definitely time to lose the lightning port there's absolutely no reason not to and um USB-C is just a better option yeah Absolutely. I, would they do that? I mean, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Well, they've got I, no I, choice in Europe, right? They're, they're going to have to do so that. So that must, it must be going across the board. You would, must you would hope so. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, look, we'll uh, talk more about that as we get the information, and obviously we'll have a full coverage as uh, it emerges, but uh, that's the mm-hmm. rumour. September 13th, we'll see if it comes true. Invites don't normally go out till a few weeks before, so we've, we're away off. I have mine yet. No. No, I don't think we'll get one. I have a, I have a hunch on that one. Why not? I know the Apple people love us because, you know, we're always bigging them up. But, uh, yeah, we never get invited to anything. You know, we're always inviting them around. Yeah, anytime <laughs> you like We never invited to their house. No. Yeah. yeah. Right. We'll see. Anyway, shall we catch up with the rest of the week's big tech news in Ooh. the world of accessibility? That was longer than intended. It's rolling those R's. It takes it its time. It wasn't easy, was it? Uh, but Grace Scofield is here with the Double Tap News. Double Tap News with Grace Scofield. Thanks, guys. In response to a new law requiring internet giants to pay news publishers, Meta has initiated the process to cease access to news on Facebook and Instagram for all users in Canada. The Canadian government has criticized this move and called it irresponsible, stating that Meta would rather block users from accessing quality local news than to pay their fair share to news organizations. 
The law, known as the Online News Act, mandates platforms like Google and Meta to negotiate commercial deals with Canadian news publishers for their content. Meta argues that news lacks economic value and makes up less than 3% of the content on its users' feed. Sony has created a camera for visually impaired people called the DSC HX99RNV. It's a retinal projection camera system that's designed to assist people with visual impairments. This innovative system combines Sony's DSC HX99 compact camera with a QD Laser Retessa NeoViewer, a viewfinder that employs laser retinal projection technology. This combination allows people with poor vision to better perceive their surroundings and to engage in photography. The camera kit is equipped for high-speed shooting, high-performance autofocus, and RAW capture. Sony plans to subsidize a majority of the kit's cost, pricing it at $600 to make it more accessible. However, the company advises that potential users try the product before purchasing, as it may not work for all low-vision users. The camera kit will be available in limited quantities directly from Sony starting later this year. Apple is set to introduce several new features for AirPods Pro 2 owners later this year with a significant focus on hearing aid functions. These features aim to prevent hearing loss and improve user interaction while using AirPods. For instance, with adaptive audio, AirPods Pro 2 will dynamically blend transparency mode and active noise cancellation based on the user's environment. The conversation awareness feature will allow users to start a conversation while listening to a song by reducing background noise and amplifying the voice of the person in front of them. Personalized volume will use machine learning to fine-tune the media experience and protect users' ears in the long run. Apple is also reportedly working on a new hearing test feature that will play different tones and sounds to determine a person's hearing ability. Air Canada has announced a significant partnership with Apple, which will enable the airline to incorporate Apple TV and its programming into its in-flight entertainment system. Starting this month, passengers will be able to enjoy popular Apple TV shows like Ted Lasso, Bad Sisters, Severance, Foundation, and many more during their flights. John Moody, Managing Director of Product Design at Air Canada, expressed that in-flight entertainment is a crucial part of their customers' travel journey, especially on long-haul flights. This partnership is expected to increase Air Canada's onboard entertainment content by more than 95% compared to last year. Japanese researchers and companies have collaborated to create an innovative guidance robot known as the AI Suitcase, designed to assist blind or partially sighted travelers. This groundbreaking technology recently underwent its first overseas public trial in Anaheim, California, at the annual CSUN conference. It sparked interest and discussion about its future applications. The AI Suitcase is a small four-wheeled suitcase that guides users to a set destination. It uses vibrations to indicate direction changes and can sense and pause for obstacles. The AI suitcase was conceived by Chiko Asakawa, a top engineer at IBM and the current director of the National Museum of Emerging Science and Innovation in Tokyo. The self-propelled suitcase provides enhanced safety and environmental awareness, surpassing traditional smartphone guidance systems. Microsoft search engine Bing has now introduced a dark mode option for its users. This feature will allow users to switch the interface to a darker theme, which can be easier on the eyes in low light conditions and provide a different aesthetic appeal. More details about this update can be found on Bing's official blog and will roll out to users soon. And finally, the UK's Royal Mail has started a two-week trial using drones to deliver post to the Orkney Islands. The drone, named Ultra, can carry 100 kilograms of post of all shapes and sizes, and will make autonomous flights between Kirkwall and North Ronaldsea. The trial aims to reduce carbon emissions and improve connectivity to remote areas. If successful, Royal Mail will consider using the technology to deliver parcels to other remote areas of the UK. The drones can operate in adverse weather conditions and are not dependent on tides, unlike some boat-based transport. 
I'm Grace Caulfield, and that was the Double Tap News this week. Drones delivering the mail, coming soon to Scotland. This isn't your, you know, DGI mini drone, is it? This thing is going to be big. This is like an unmanned uh, small plane, Yes, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's not, you're not going to get Amazon delivering these to your front door, let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I'm more concerned about the Apple TV Plus on Air Canada. Will, will hijack be one of the shows that they show on there? Because I have a hunch that is not going to be available in the catalogue. I just, well, you know, I have a hunch on that one. I am thinking right now, do they ever show sort of disaster movies on, you know, in-flight entertainment anyway? So they if you're on a cruise, would you watch Titanic? Yeah, or Poseidon Side Adventure, one, yeah. of my, one of my favourites. It's a great movie. Hijack, by the way. I just watched the last oh, one. So good. So good. So have you watched it yet? Idris Elba is a dream. Oh, dreamboat, probably. Absolutely, dream plane. <laughs> uh, we have a few stories to cover and go back to. One in particular is, of course, the very interesting Peloton bike accessibility uh, features yeah. that exist in it. Talkback is in there inside the Peloton bike. And uh, listener Gavin got in touch to share his experience. Hi, this is Gavin in Scotland doing a review of the Peloton fitness bike. So first of all, we're on the home screen and I will press the kind of welcome banner. Welcome back, GBRUCE7. You have a four week stream point. Classes taken on Monday, Wednesday. So there you go. That's the kind of welcome banner with your profile name, the classes you've taken that current week, as well as the kind of um, total combined kind of weekly streak. And then below that, there is kind of quite large icons with um, different classes, and these are kind of your top picks. So we'll click on the first one now. 40k plus members took this 20 minutes, 2010 hip-hop ride, turn 9 cycling. 20k plus members took this 15 minutes R&B ride, hip. So that was uh, the first two um, cycling classes available. Um, there were, the first thing you heard was how many people have taken the class, uh, the time uh, the duration of the class so it was 20 minutes was the first one the kind of type of music um it was so i think the first one was hip-hop and then the um the last bit was the instructor so there is many different types of um, many different instructors available so there might be one or two that you prefer um or you might just want to go with the kind of type the genre of music instead um, so yeah, that's kind of the overview. You can swipe down and there's more classes available. Um, but what we'll do is we'll go into the bottom of the screen and there's like um, different menu options. Uh, I won't go into all of that, but there is programs. So if you want to do like a, almost like a personal trainer kind of program on cycling and it will send you different workouts to build um, your fitness levels, which is quite good. Um, there's also, here will be your um, kind of live sessions so it's like a calendar and you can join the live classes the ones I've just pressed they were live classes but they then just stay on the bike and you can do them whenever you want in case you're maybe working when a class you actually wanted to take um, was was on so um, we'll go to classes now and classes. there we go Double. Classes, classes, selected, filter, in grid. So yeah, you can, f you probably heard that there, you can filter, um, and I use that sometimes if you want to find a, a quicker uh, or shorter class, but we'll, we'll click through a couple here and see the difference. 20 minutes low impact ride, handbrakes and cycling. 20 minutes glow ride, Kindle tool cycling. 20 minutes pop ride. So there's three different ones. They were all actually 20 minutes, but one was a pop music ride. One was low impact, which means you'll be in the seat the whole time. You won't be standing up, um, which is quite good. And then the 20 minutes climb ride would be higher resistance and you probably would be standing up quite a lot. So uh, yeah, they're all all quite different. Um, the other things to probably note is uh, when you're in the class, um, you can connect your Apple Watch 
Uh, so I often do that so you can get the, your heart rate read out. You can also connect Bluetooth headphones or cast to your TV. Um, if that's, yeah, that might be useful for some people. Um, and then there is also an audio jack if you want to do wired headphones. Um, because it does get quite loud if you've got other people in the house. Um, then when you're in the class, there's a bit of an intro uh, and obviously music playing. Um, but you, f- for, for myself, you can click on different parts of the screen to get them read out um, semi-frequently. So uh, you can do heart rate, uh, you can do class durate or class duration, yeah. And it'll give you a percentage of how long is left in that class. Um, which can be quite good uh, if you if you if you want to finish uh, and you're yeah you're struggling, but the 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 one I use is the resist like the resistance percentage, and that kind of tells you um, when it doesn't read anything out until the instructor tells you to change the resistance. So you might be about twenty five percent, and they'll say the resistance range is now. 30 to 40. Now, if I turn it, I might hit 29 and not know. Um, so it'll say uh, below target resistance. And then when I turn it to 30 or 31, it'll say in target resistance. And then I just two finger tap on the screen, it will stop speaking. Um, and it won't say anything else until that resistance actually changes again, which I think is really good. So you know you're in the right kind of resistance zone. Um, you do get at the end of the class on the far right of the screen you get all your kind of metrics so if that's distance cycled average heart rate average resistance and then your position in the class so sometimes there'll be say 10,000 people have taken the class so far and you see your place um, and then also every 90 seconds you get your speed read out you get your uh, output which is your speed and resistance combined is kind of watts and then also your uh, resistance so um, that's quite good as well so you can kind of see where you are within the class um, yeah I think that's most things um, the last thing to probably say is it also comes with an app so the information from when you finish the class you'll get a notification and it'll give you all those details that I've just said about how you did in the class and kind of calories burned. But with the app as well, you can also do yoga workouts, meditation, and they also have like audio for running and outdoor walks. I'm not not a runner myself. Uh, So I hope that's helpful. I found the bike really kind of durable. Uh, I think it's built really well. Cheers. Thank you to Gavin for getting in touch and sharing his thoughts. If you want to hear more of that, you can listen through the week uh, on the episodes through the week. You will be able to catch up with uh, that and all of the stories that we cover here on Double Tap. Just a quick programming note. No show on Monday. Yes, no show Monday. Long weekend. Long weekend. We can all stay in bed or just get up early and record Tuesdays early. No, we're not going to do that. No one's going to do that. Uh, But yes, we (laughs) definitely not. Uh, But yes, no show Monday as it's a holiday in Canada. So we will be off. Uh, So if you are looking out for the show Monday and you think, ah, it's not there. What's happening? Well, it's because it's not intended to be there. Uh, You'll also be able to hear this show on Monday as well on AMI Audio if you're listening at the usual times. Uh, But we will, of course, be back on uh, Tuesday as regular with your feedback and lots of it. So we'll get into all that on Tuesday's show. Stick around, though. Up next on Express, we are joined by Greg Hayes. He's here to tell us all about his experience of uh, getting into a driverless car as a blind guy with his guide dog on his own and travelling around his hometown of Phoenix, Arizona. That next on Double Tap Express. This is Double Tap from AMI-audio. Email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call us, 877-803-4567. And find us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And now on Mastodon at Double Tap. Greg Hayes is with us. Uh, Greg Hayes uh, from Phoenix, Arizona. Hello. Well, hello. How are you? And yes, I actually do like the show. There you go. See, he said it. <laughs> well done, you. A Greg who likes us. I like it. Um, 
Well, listen, Greg, first of all, thanks so, so much for coming on to Double Tap. Um, as I've been teeing up today, we're getting you on to talk all about um, driverless cars. And it's a subject which we've talked about quite a bit on the show for quite a period of time. Uh, but none of us, well, I have had one experience, and I, I don't know if I'd necessarily call it the most exciting driverless car experience. I got in a car, uh, a Tesla, I think it was a Tesla, and it managed to park itself with me inside it. Um, That's cool. That was it, really. Uh, yeah. And it danced for me, which was kind of weird. Uh, but other than that, that was my experience of a driverless car. Of course, car this in was a, a feverish park. dream that he had. No, this was. <laughs> I, I have video evidence of this. If I ever can find that video again, I'll, I'll play some audio from it. Because the, the demo thing was just bizarre. It kind of did this whole thing with the gull wings go up at the side yeah. and it started as if it was flying. And then it was lights were going and doors were slamming shut. And I kept thinking to myself, you know, if that was my car, I'd be irritated by the fact that the car doors were continually being slammed shut. Wear and tear. Yeah. Exactly. This is going to go against my warranty at some point. <laughs> but, uh, Greg, you've had a much better experience. And, and maybe, we, um, maybe we start off by explaining a bit about this. Now, I've been reading a lot about what Waymo have been up to, in particular in Phoenix. And we were talking about it, actually, just, just a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. I was mentioning Phoenix and I was mentioning Waymo. And funnily enough, your name, because you live there, it did come to mind, but I didn't really put two and two together to kind of come up with the idea of, hey, maybe Greg's had a shot in this. Um, But you have. You've you've been trying out driverless cars in Phoenix, Arizona. I like saying that. It's true. No, I... um Phoenix is the test site for Waymo. Um, they call it the Waymo One Cars, which is uh, and Waymo is a offshoot of of Google or Alphabet. And uh, so for a few years, they've been doing a test in some of the suburbs of Phoenix. And then this year, they came into downtown Phoenix. And I work in downtown Phoenix, so I tried very desperately to get on the beta program, but. They wouldn't let me in. So, uh, but then they went public a couple of weeks ago. And so I had a ride and it was great. So, right. right okay. But what does that mean? I know Sean's desperate to jump in yeah. on this as well, yeah. right? Because we're all like, okay, what it's is driverless. this? So I'm kind of intrigued by it. When you say went public, so what does that mean? So pe- you can just turn up and go into one of these? Yeah. It's just like an Uber or a Lyft car. Uh-huh. Um, you put an app on your phone and you you know, put your credit card in, but, uh, and then you ask it to come and pick you up. It knows where you are by GPS. Uh, and this car just shows up where you are and you, you jump in and you go. And it's crazy because the, you know, it doesn't, there's no driver there. So I did this from, uh, the Phoenix public library and it was fun. Um, I went in, I thought it was going to take a long time for it to come, so I went into the library, got myself all comfortable, and I, I got into the app and did this. And then it's like, okay, it'll be there in five minutes. So I jumped out and uh, went to the front of the library. And a couple minutes later, a car came up right to the curb, right in front of the front door. And there were some people around that were very excited. Um, but And they were like, they saw that I was blind. I had my guide dog with me. I'm like, are you looking for a Waymo car? Like, yes, it's like, right, it's right in front of you. And I could have gotten it to beep at me or something in the app, but I didn't need that because I had, I had some people that were just as excited as I was. Yeah, the crowd. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> we can actually hear that. We, we got the audio of that uh, arriving. And I, I, can I just ask before we listen to that though, Greg, you said it, it stopped right in front of the main entrance to the public library. Yes. Does it actually stop, you know, does it use your phone to stop in front of you or does it just stop in a general area i think it uses the phone and finds you um i don't know i've only done this once now uh, i'm looking forward to doing it again but yeah i believe it's looking at the gps and trying to get as close to you uh, as possible oh that is cool. um yeah okay well yeah. Let's, let's let's hear that experience uh, this is you recording uh, that very experience in phoenix uh, let's let's hear how it went so I have ordered my Waymo car. It's supposed to be here in a minute. How do you get in? I think you're supposed to have a code on your phone that you put. All right, let's see. Friend. Oh, there, there you, go. you go. Have fun. Down yeah. a little bit to your right. To you. There you go. This is crazy. So the trouble I had getting in was I didn't see the button on the app 
to say that to unlock the car. Um, apparently, I was supposed to have pressed a "Got it" button when I heard that the car was here, and then I was supposed to press the unlock button. When I pressed the unlock button, the door handle jutted out so that I could open it. Until then, the door handle was recessed. Wow. That is so cool. Yeah, now, the, it the app itself, totally accessible, I'm guessing? Absolutely. Perfectly accessible. There's even a place in there if you need, you know, for accessible stuff. So I was able to go in there and say, I want the car to talk to me as much as possible, whereas a sighted person might doesn't oh, might not care. Great. So it ended up giving me uh, telling me where I was. So what can you ask it to say? Where are you going on your holidays? Um, you know, <laughs> you you only get to say you know basically turn on verbosity. You know, do you want it to be verbose or not? And if you don't, you know, I I don't think it gives you turn by turn directions. But in this case, it was telling me and um, that yeah, I'm about you're about to turn onto Central Avenue. You've got eight minutes before you get to your destination, whatever it is. Uh, or you could just let make it shut up. It's one or the other. And I'm intrigued by the experience inside the car, right? And we're going to hear a little bit of this as well. Um, but, you know, what's what I mean, you, you mentioned the voices talking to you. Is it quite a calming experience? It's not like, you know, you've got uh, eloquence, you know, telling you you're turn by turn, right? It's, it's actually a... Oh, please, no. <laughs> as much as I it's might enjoy eloquence. that. <laughs> it, is, it is a natural language voice. No, yeah, it, it is pretty calming. You sit in, it's just like getting into a cab or an Uber. Uh, you sit in the back seat. And you heard the door unlocking um, and it wouldn't, you know, unless I had pressed the button, it wouldn't have unlocked. So somebody else can't jump in the cab. Um, you get in the back. I happen to have my guide dog with me. Um, and then it, after it's, after you've buckled up and it takes off, but it's, it's very calm. It's very quiet because it's an electric car, right? So if you've mm. ever been into an, an electric car, you know, they don't make a whole lot of noise. Um, and it was great. And then the, the the voice is just talking to you and telling you what what's going on around you. Yeah, Very I mean, it's, it's it's interesting you say the experience coming, you know, with the car coming up to you, it can beep at you and things because, of course, like you say, that car turned up in front of you, you didn't even know it was there. So you you do need them to obviously make some kind of noise uh, to let you know that it's there, and that the fact that it can do that is good. And I imagine that this is all part of the the testing process and there were lots of data being gathered on this and feedback as well. Is there any sense that you're getting that at the moment that they're asking you for feedback on the journey? And yes, yes, right. they are, they, they are asking for feedback. Um, and I think they're, uh, you know, electronically excited that I'm a blind guy, um, mm. cause they're, they're looking for people, you know, with different experiences. Um, so again, I'm just doing it in the app. I wasn't talking to a person, but they, they want to know what, what's going on and how they can improve, and it's uh, it's quite nice. And as I said, the, the test program has been going on for a few years. So originally, they used to have drivers in the car with you, you know, just in case. Um, but nowadays, there's nobody. So it was me, my guide dog, and nobody, uh, which Amazing. was a very strange. It, it felt very weird because I've I've never been able to drive. I've never been in a car without mm. another person. Exactly. That's, that's the best bit, right? Sarah, my partner, Greg, has, has asked me specifically to ask you this question, and that was, could you get in the front? Because she would like to get in and pretend she's driving, because she's basically a child. <laughs> take, a, take a steering wheel with her. <laughs> yes. No. Sorry, Sarah, the answer is no, and oh, that really? would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's only the back doors that unlock? The, the only, only the back doors unlock. But yeah, it would be fun. Roll down the window and hold your cane exactly. out. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but at least you didn't get anyone saying that, you know, Wemo wasn't saying that they're allergic to your guide dog. There was no uh, exactly refusals right. there. There was no refusal of my guide dog. That's it right. Sniffed a, That's it right. sniffed a guide dog and just the car just drove away. That, that would yes, be uh, exactly. rather unfortunate. But, that, but that's, I mean, this is again coming back to this thing about driving 
driverless cars and why I think that for a lot of us, of course, we think about the independence and the travel and the capability. You know, I often think about all the wonderful things I could do with a car. And then I think the reality is I'll just go to McDonald's at, you know, three o'clock in the morning because I can. And of course, then I think to myself, actually, I could just get the car to go itself to McDonald's and just bring it back to me. So really, it's kind of pointless. But yeah, the the thing is, actually, it's much more than that, isn't it? It's about that, that being alone. We know as blind people that getting into a car and traveling on, and it doesn't matter whether it's a car, any mode of transport we get into, we are surrounded by other people. It could be a driver in a taxi. It could be on a bus with passengers, on a train with passengers. So you're never alone. You never have that chance to sit there. And people love to talk to blind people. You know, people just yes. love to talk to us and tell us all the time about everything that's going on and, you know, what we're, what we're about to walk into and that we should watch where we're going and all that stuff. Um, and it's just uh, it, the freedom must be incredible just in that journey. It was great. And again, this was only a three or four minute, I mean, well, three mile drive. Mm. Um, so it wasn't the longest experience, but three miles is pretty decent. And yeah, there was this sense of calm and difference because I've just never experienced that, as I said. And it sounds like neither of you have either. And that's, you know, that's normal for a lot of us. I've, there's always somebody talking. There's always, you, know, you always have to be on your best behavior in some way, even when you're in the back of a cab. And, uh, it's nice. It was nice to have it. Uh, what are you saying? What are you doing in the back? <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what, are you, what are you suppressing? Uh, yeah. We won't. Uh, I will say. That, can I just say though? And in, in, in the taxis you get, and in, in, I don't know if this is just in the UK. I imagine it isn't. But I know that here there are taxis where you have the screen between you and the driver. Mm-hmm. Um, in London, they're called the Black Hackney Cabs, you know, although I don't right. think any of them are black anymore because they're all different colours and adverts all over them and everything else. But, you know, they're essentially the, the old Hackney-style cabs. And you have this this sort of partition between you and the driver, and there's a button you can press which essentially cuts off the ability for the driver and you to have a conversation. It's like a privacy function. Yes, yes. And every time I get into one of those cars, I always say, is, is this the button for privacy? And mm-hmm. he says, yes, and I hit it. Um, yep. And I think that's good. Now we don't have to speak well, for the rest of this Professional journey. broadcaster there doesn't like to talk. Not well, there, was no, no, there was no button my like terms. that. For, no, for obvious reasons, there was no button. And actually, <laughs> when I got into the thing, I, uh, I don't know if this was on the recording, well, um, but I, I actually reached up. I, I asked, is anybody in the car? Because I didn't believe it, and mm. uh, nobody answered, so I reached up from the back seat and I patted around on that where the driver would be <laughs> to make sure there was really nobody there. And that's when you hit the manual drive switch, <laughs> and you were in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good point, though. Uh, what? What? Why would you? Apart from the cool factor of this, right, driverless car because it's all new. Why yeah. would you choose this over something like an Uber? If you had the choice, would you prefer this over? Yeah, well, I the would person actually in the car. I would for multiple reasons. One is I, I want the technology to expand, so I want to help them out and give them feedback. But also that the whole you know getting a couple minutes for myself uh, yeah, it was I a nice thing. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm. But you know, Sean, it's funny because I've listened to the prior episodes when the two of you were talking about this, and you're always saying. Not in my lifetime. This mm-hmm. is never going to happen in my lifetime. I think the last time we mentioned it, I said at least 100 years. Yeah, well, I'm here to tell you, come to Phoenix and <laughs> it'll happen <laughs> in your lifetime. You can go right now I, and do it. And that you can do it right now. And this just leads us, you know, it's going to expand. Right now, it's just downtown Phoenix and those couple suburbs that I talked about. I live in northern Phoenix, so it doesn't actually come to my house, unfortunately. But it's going to. And it's Google. So they're mapping out the streets, you know, uh, so for a couple of years, people were watching these little Waymo cars driving around and doing extra mapping. And I think that's what it takes. That's the difference between what this is doing and like the Tesla that you were talking about, Stephen. Mm. The Tesla doesn't have all the good mapping information. So I, and so if you put it in some place that it doesn't know, it's not as reliable from what I can tell as, as the Waymo and the research I've done. Uh, but if they if your city gets mapped, um, then I think it can. So, you know, maybe it'll come to Manchester or to Glasgow uh, next. I don't know. <laughs> well, I know that, I mean, for example, I know that in, in not in Glasgow, but in Edinburgh in the UK, there is a, a 
a fleet of driverless buses going around with nobody on them apart from you know somebody pretending to drive it. And uh, I have applied for that job, by the way, thinking I'll just I'll be the guy pretending to drive. <laughs> That'll freak him out. Yeah, <laughs> sitting there with the glasses on and White the guide. I'll put, put the guide dog in the driver's seat. Now that would be good. Um, but yeah, People you would know, believe it. <laughs> uh, just be, all I would be is an inspiration, though. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the thing is that you know it, it does feel like we are moving forward. I, I think, as we've said before on the show. And I need to rehash this, but we've said it umpteen times. A lot of this is down to regulation, and, and you know, and it seems that in America they are very keen to bring this forward, which is totally understandable. In the UK, there's a there is a real drive to make this happen sooner. Well uh, thank you, and um, I think it will. I, 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 you know, trials I don't think are starting to that degree here. But I don't imagine it'll be far off. And I think it's something like a lot of these organizations will be looking and companies will be looking at Waymo to see what they are doing. And the fact that you're now talking about public testing, that's very interesting because that does push things along. Yes, okay, granted, it's a very specific area and a very specific place, but, you know, well, they'll all be in specific places at some point, you know. Um, and it's probably unlikely that you're going to get a Waymo and go from Phoenix to New York, although you possibly could, but you probably wouldn't. Um, right. But it's, it's going to be for those short journeys. I, I do want to ask you, and we'll play in the clip of the of the journey itself in a moment, but I just want to ask you one more thing. The, the you know, as, as much as we're all for this, and I know many drivers who are not, mm-hmm. and I know that there are a couple of blind people who have said to me over over time, I would never get in one of these things because I'm not going to hand my life over to you know a machine in this way. Did you have any fear about that? Have you had any fear? It doesn't sound like you do, but you know, have you? So the answer is no. Being blind, everybody, every time I get into a car, somebody is driving. I have to turn my life over to somebody else. Could be a cab driver that might've been drunk last night. And Mm -hmm. you know, it could be anything. And so I actually felt safer in this than I might in another cab because again, the stats say it's safer. And, you know, the, the machines are able to compensate for things that people that might have, you know, uh, a bad, be in a bad mood, be in a bad medical way, be in some other way, might not be able to uh, take care of as quickly and as accurately and get a, get a, get a car out of uh, a dangerous situation. Well, having once been on a bus where the driver had a heart episode whilst the, the bus thankfully was coming to a stop but the, the the investigation later said that the bus rolled about 10-15 feet by itself before it actually stopped itself by hitting the bus stop hmm. um, that does freak you out a little bit you know the fact that yeah I mean it, it, humans are humans and we put our life I mean you get into a cab and you as I have I'm sure we all have had this experience you get into a cab and there's some guy behind the wheel wheezing away and you think at any given moment this guy's life is just going to end and then so will mine um, well keep it cheering yes um, <laughs> but, but it's a consideration <laughs> right I mean come well, on you're absolutely right as blind people we do you know we, what are we, we going to do, do trust we put a lot of trust in other people right in other situations there have been accidents with Waymo and the, but the bulk of them have been other caused by the other person you know the third (laughs) third it's not uh, and people are actually out there yeah testing these things they see this driverless car and so they go (laughs) and they break in front of it on purpose (laughs) oh wow (laughs) that's smart yeah yeah because they you know they want to test the technology so uh, i again i just felt safer uh in this than i than i would jumping into a into an uber right let's let's hear your experience inside the car this is what people really want to hear I've just pressed start ride. I'm in the car. Hello from Waymo. As we get going, just give us one minute to cover a few riding tips. This experience may feel futuristic, but the need to buckle up. Please buckle your seatbelt. We care about your safety. If you're having trouble, rider support will call soon. Okay, so I finally got Please buckled buckle up. Buckle your seatbelt. We care about your safety. This is very exciting. There is nobody in the car. If you're having trouble, and I'm in a small sedan, probably the size of like a Prius or something like that. There is nobody in the car with me, right? Nobody up there. Uh, I'm in the back seat. Waiting for intersection to clear. 
and it just took a right turn. Proceeding on North Central Avenue. And as you can hear, it's driving and telling me everything about the ride. And my phone is telling Proceeding me I've got eight North minutes till I get dropped off. Just me and my guide dog in the car. We're driving on local streets in downtown Phoenix. And it's just doing, as far as I can tell, everything right. There is an ability to make on, on the app, I could make it pull over. Um, there is the ability to call um, for and talk to a person. There's emergency help needs. And now it's going to turn, uh, I'm guessing, left onto the street that uh, my office is on. Proceeding on West Encanto Boulevard. And that's correct. So the Almost there. Waymo pulled right up to the front entrance of the library. For your safety, now the I'm, doors will remain locked when we arrive. Pull the handle twice to exit. The first pull unlocks. The second opens the door. Okay, you heard that. It's gonna. They're gonna stay locked until I uh, open it, and it gave me directions on how to open the car. Finding a spot to pull over. Okay, so. My guess is it's going to drop me off on the roadside. So it didn't pull into the parking lot, but... You're here. Please make sure it's clear before exiting. Okay. So as I said, I, it dropped me off right outside the... On, on the curbside. Now, I was told to pull the door twice to unlock, and it did it. And I'm getting out. We've arrived at your destination. Okay, I've closed the door. I'm on the curb. And I think we're done. Wow. <laughs> it's the future. Oh, I am I want to move to Phoenix, Arizona. Can you help me with that? Everyone says. Yeah, come on over. Oh, amazing. Yeah. We'll put you up. No, and it was great and it just took off, you know, a couple seconds later, I heard it locking up and it, it just left me. You know, there's something in there. I mean, obviously the verbosity is, you know, actually really useful and it's yes. not too much. It's not overwhelming either. That was the thing I was wondering about. But what I love is that, you know, for example, it was obviously sitting, waiting to go at one point and you might be thinking something's wrong and mm -hmm. it tells you waiting for intersection to clear. That can be, that's just, that little piece of information can be massively beneficial yes. because then you know, we're always sitting there thinking, what's happening? What's going on? What's going on? What's <laughs> <Yes>. wrong? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's incredible. Really, really brilliant. No, I, I love hearing what I'm, what, what it's doing. Um, when I'm, when I'm in a cab, I'm oftentimes turning on one of the, one of our apps, you know, so it will tell me where I am. And so in this case, it was, it was doing it for me. Greg, I really, I've got to thank you so much for recording that for us because I think that is really going to inspire a lot of people to to check these kind of things out when it comes along. Obviously, it's not going to happen overnight everywhere, but it is something that's clearly coming. Um, hundred years, hundred years. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's happening because, uh, now, Sean. Exactly. <laughs> no, but, no. You know, I mean, we had CES, right? We've just had CES, yes. and you know, everyone's all excited about that. And of course, driverless cars is a big thing there, but. It always just feels very much like a conversation about the future, what's coming. This is actually here. And um, I, I, we're going we're to try and get way more on the show. I think it'd be really good to hear from them. And, and I know that I, I read an article recently um, about the fact, you know, that they're bringing in these accessibility features, which is brilliant. And clearly they are talking to organizations. I, I know, for example, I, I know they've spoken to a couple of organizations. I don't, I want to, so I won't say names in case it's for, I was, I was told this privately, so I don't know if it's public information, but I know they are talking to blindness organizations and that is really good news. And, um, I, I just think it's all so exciting. The future is here, Sean. It's here. It's not a hundred years away. It's hundred years away. Yeah. Maybe but, next uh, year. No, it's quite cool. This, this service. Yes. I will give you that. He's, he's so excited. He just can't, he can't <laughs> bear to see it. <laughs> No, it's it's gonna it's gonna happen in cities first, of course. I'm not sure it's gonna yeah. get to rural areas in in our lifetime, but uh, hundred years. Yeah, okay. Listen, I, I I dreamed of the day I would get anything above two megabit broadband, and <laughs> you know, now I'm getting a gig, and I'm like, wow. So no, you know, it does coming. seem like 
you know, as you said, Greg, we've moved on from the trials now, which seem to be going for years and years, and rightfully so, right? These things need to be safe. Um, and and to see you use this now in real life, absolutely amazing. And it just shows how how far the technology has come. So, yeah, absolutely amazing. Can't wait until I can buy one. Well, well, well that's, that's the thing, though, right? You're not going we'll to buy to. one. No, you're never going yep. to buy one because you're going to end up renting this, this is how it's going to be and joking aside this is why i'm saying the 100 years because about the legislation and until the only thing i worry about is human drivers if mm-hmm. every car was self-driving yeah fantastic it's the human drivers I, I have an issue with that's what i'd be worried about someone actually you know hitting me so i think until these this is the way it's going to be no one's going to own a car you're just going to open up an app and boom it's going to be right in front of you this is the future but until they're you know global international i think that is going to take a while but and and let's be honest there's there's one other ingredient in this and that's 5g once 5g is fully operational and working the way it should and i feel at the moment it's not even in close to the moment that is really where the power lies because really it needs that 5g network in order to function in order to i mean okay on a maybe on waymo it's a bit different because it's got mapped streets and everything but i think for for the the rest of the world for this to be adopted I think you have to have that 5G connectivity because it's not just about where the car's going, it's where it is with other cars. And that will allow these vehicles to multiply very quickly. So, yeah, it's very The Tesla model would count on that, absolutely. Exactly, yeah. Greg, it's been great having you on. Thank you so much for coming on. Come back soon. I'd love to. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to Greg Hayes for joining us on the show this week and telling us all about his experiences. And uh, we look forward to learning more about uh, driverless car experiences from more of everyone out there as uh, these experiences start to roll out around the world. But of course, very early days, very early days. Uh, Exciting times, though. Uh, Listen, that's it for today. Just a reminder, we're not here on Monday as it's a holiday in Canada. So don't look out for us on Monday, but we are back on Tuesday. Join us uh, with all of your feedback. It's a feedback special, feedback galore on Tuesday's episode of Double Tap airing next on AMI-audio in its usual time slots of noon, 8pm, 4am Eastern Time. And of course, you will hear this episode once again on Monday. So if you're listening on Monday, hello. And uh, yeah, we're back on Tuesday with Sean and I going through your feedback. Keep it coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. You can also call us and leave a voicemail. one 803 4567 Have a great long weekend. We'll catch you Tuesday. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.